When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Top of the afternoon to you, Brittany. You're nailing it. You're Thank you. are killing it today. The traffic report was great. How about that dirt alert? The dirt alert, it was extra dirty, which I appreciate. The one thing I'm not doing well on is uh, getting Lori on the horn, but uh, we have our experts doing it. So you, until then, let's talk about stuff. Brittany. You know what, Rocco? You can't do it all. Well, I can't, I, sometimes I do. Do we pay you to do it all? Yes. Yes. Do we expect you to do it all? Also, yes. yes. But can you? I know. <laughs> Great question. Hey, man, I am trying to connect some cables from here to Hawaii at the moment. Um, right now, I'm maybe a third of the way under the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. You just got back from vacation You're as well. Everybody else is vacationing it up. Um, yeah, I did. I just got back from Montana last night. Went out for a couple of days of skiing with my family. Um, and it was fun. Where in Montana? We flew into the Bozeman area because there yes. are a couple of ski areas uh, in that general vicinity. One is called Bridger Bowl. That's kind of like a small community owned, uh, you know, locally owned um, locals type place, but still awesome. It's amazing. Skiing. Yes, Bridger's amazing. Um, question yes. uh, before we continue on. Have you ever seen more stuffed um, once alive animals at an airport? <laughs> right. Other than Bozeman. Right. It is. And it's, it is a very a, small, quaint, little, cool little airport. I enjoyed it. I like it, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we went to Big Sky, which is uh, the biggie. Yeah. And it also costs like four times what it costs to go to Bridger for one day. Um, and it we basically went during a blizzard. And is that a, like, did you enjoy you know, the blizzard scheme? There was some pluses and minuses to it. I'll tell you, Brittany. Thanks for asking. Okay. Because, yeah, you get that fresh powder. You know, you're like, yeah, look at this. But at the same time, I'm the kind of guy that enjoys a nice mountain vista. Okay. You know, like, oh, look at that. I don't see that every day in Minnesota. That is an alpine-looking big mound of uh, rock and pine and snow, and I really like looking at it. Yeah. When you ski in a blizzard, you really don't see much past your face. Do you get a little nervous about running into people, too? <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, running into people, moguls, bumps, jumps. That sort of stuff. Is your son as good a skier as you and your wife are as he surpassed you guys? Um, He hasn't surpassed us. He's still kind of struggling. And that was, uh, you know, a bit of a struggle, especially in the uh, powder and in the snow, because yeah. I think most people would be like, yeah, fresh powder, man. Yeah. And he's like, this is too much. I can't turn my skis. I hate this. I, I respect that. I think there's... Also nice that you're still better at him than things, because I think that's going to be a hard thing that happens in my life, is at some point my kid will be better at things than I, right. that I've taught them, and I don't know if I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I'm wondering about that too. You know, like you're right. There's always like I could beat you at basketball, hockey, all these things. Yeah. My son and I are about to try to take on chess together because we figure we might be at even footing since I haven't played chess since like 1979. Are you going to look up like plays? Or are you guys going to go rogue? Um, Like, am I going to be like Queen's Gambit or whatever? Yeah, of course. But I mean, like at least like some sort of like I'm going to play the alley-oop. The- <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that is the first move I was going to try. Was the Queen's alley oop? <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like you guys had like an amazing time, all in all. How far away? Like, how many days did you guys do at Big Sky? Then you said we just did one at each, and that's you know, some people say you could ski like three days at Big Sky and not do it all, and I I can attest to that. The place is gigantic, and we basically took on th- maybe three chairlifts out of like twenty. So my uh, dad lives in Montana, and I see. I used to see him once a year growing up. We'd get put on the Amtrak, and we'd go there. And one year, I'd been snowboarding quite a bit in Minnesota, so I thought I was pretty uh, big in my snow pants, and I thought to myself, I'm bringing my snowboard this year. So my dad dropped me off at Big Mountain, and I knew nobody, and uh, that was the kind of parent he is, uh, very much so hands-off. And he dropped me off, and I immediately got in line and went on this ski lift and I thought to myself, why is the ski lift still going up? Why is it right. still going? And these three men who were in skis were there for like, that was like their men's annual trip. And I was there as like a little teenager and they're like, Hey, are you feeling okay? And I was like, no, not even a little bit. <laughs> like this is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And the fact that it took, I don't know, 30 minutes to get up the hill was like, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, I agree. But that and that's why you go out and that's why you go out there. But once you fall in love with those long runs and long uh chairlifts, then it's hard to go to Afton Alps. It's hard to go Buck back. Hill, right? But you know what they always say? They're like, Oh, you don't want to be a big fish in a little pond. It's like, yeah, you do. It's actually awesome. You get to eat all the other little fish and look cool as heck. So it's like I don't know why everyone's acting like it's such a bad thing to be a big fish in a little pond. Like, any day, I'd choose that. Now, I bet you, you have, like, a super cool, like, skiing jumpsuit or something. It's got, like, some leopard print in it or something. Let's just say back in the day, I was quite cool. But back in the day, what was really cool is, like, kind of the boy vibe, you know? Like, oversized. Now, if I was to invest in myself, yes. If I was ever to get back into it, I'd commit to some flares for sure. But back in the day, it was oversized stuff. Always looked like you were like 80 pounds more than you were. <laughs> like that was the vibe. So I leaned into it. I do wear um, a vintage uh, 70s. Yes, you uh, do. Yes, you do. Snowmobile suit when I ski. Oh, um, how about peeing though? I guess you're a boy. I forgot. I didn't mean that in a mean way. But like as much as I love a full size snowsuit, the idea of having to take it all off to try to go pee is a lot. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I once, I, the other day, wore a jumpsuit to um, a, a, another on-air job that has smaller commercial breaks, and I almost broke my leg trying to get back, so it was problematic. Also, when you see somebody in a jumpsuit, you should know that they're trying hard because at some point, they're going to be so vulnerable naked in a bathroom. So, respect. So, we appreciate it. Thanks for that respect. Yeah. Um, respect. So, anyways... Lori will be here. We know it. We know what's going to happen. She's been here all week. Have you been here all week? I've been gone. 
Have you been here at all this week? No. So this is just today? Unless like you're in charge of payroll, then yes. Okay. No, this is going to be fun. We're going to get Lori. She's going to be in Hawaii. I assume there's going to be bird noises. There were last year. Can I practice um, radio then? We got a lot of great show for you, including we're going to break down of stories we can't get enough here on My Talk 1071, baby. It's stories we can't get enough of. Story, story. What's it? Yeah, retake. Retake, retake. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Low J, Sans Low and J. But don't worry, we got the low up next with stories we can't get enough. My Talk 1071. You forgot it again. Lori and Julia here to talk divorce once again with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. The topic of timing comes up. Is there a right time to get divorced? It's so sad anyway, but does this concern other couples? People do ask me that question. Some people think, I'll wait till the kids are out of school and get their finals and it'll be summer. Or I get the opposite. They say, well, I want to get them back in school and they're in the routine. And so the timing tends to revolve around kids more often than not. And the reality is that for most people, it's simply a personal decision. The only time I say you need to move sooner rather than later is when you're concerned about physical safety of anyone in the family or you're concerned the other side may be depleting money. If timing is something that people are worried about, will you be able to address that in the free one-hour consultation? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, during the consultation, when you're getting more facts about each specific case, that's when you can decide whether or not the timing really is a priority in that particular matter. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, call Tressler Family Law. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use MyTalk keyword divorce. I don't know if we could say I'm good, but we're okay here at My Talk 1071. You know what? Stories that we can get enough of. <laughs> we're gonna skip those for now. We're gonna hit up. I yeah. got two. I got two of my bros here. Yeah, two we're of my out. my hey. my gym guys. We got Mike. We got Rocco. I'm Brittany. I'm so sorry for your um, if you were expecting Lori from Hawaii, but good news is she'll be back here soon. Like in, I bet you. There's no doubt we're going to connect with her. I mean, it's been working all week, right? Why, it's just going to stop just for today? I do remember Rocco was like, I want more attention. And then I saw him, like, cutting cords. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be something. Um, all right. You guys, obviously, beef heads. Uh, is that a term? Yeah. <laughs> I'm beefing right now. <laughs> you guys... Love keeping up with them gym trends. Love making them gains. I look at you guys and I think you guys know you are on the cusp of whatever is pop in the whole health realm. Well, have you guys been eating dog food? Every day. Every day? No. Living that crunch, crunch life? (laughs) Um, So now the big trend is somebody noticed that there's like a lot of protein in dog food. So they're like, why are we buying this expensive powder? We could just borrow from Fido in the other room, (laughs) grab a handful of this and go. And they're thinking, this is where it's at. So now everybody's just, instead of downing their no explode, they're just chomping away on their dog food. Really? Yep. Uh, One of the fitness influencers named Henry Clarcy, obviously, he's got something here, says that he really likes kibbles and bits, oven roasted beef, with spring <laughs> vegetables and apple flavors. Um, so, I mean. At what price, you know? I mean, how bad do you want to be beefed <laughs> so that I you're eating non-human grade beef? What, what is the most ridiculous food trend you have to admit that you've once done? Hmm. I don't know that I'm super big into food trends. You? I I feel like the big one that I was growing up with was, what's the one that you 
pretty much only eat meat. They made fun of it on Arrested oh, like Development. Atkins yes. Okay. Sure. My family was so into Atkins, and like we were, we were the Arrested Development family. It was like, oh, if you're hungry, just grab like a handful of bacon instead of eating even any carbs. And every morning, my mom would make us this. We had seven kids in the family. She'd make us a bunch of scrambled eggs with like a bunch of stuff in it, but no toast. We weren't allowed to have any toast. Like it was always just. You know, the top of pizzas kind of feel. Okay. Or as it's called now, just keto, because it's basically the exact same diet. Is keto and Atkins? It's almost exactly the same, yes. And I actually did keto for a while. And How did um it go? um it worked. It's just the only problem is, and I don't I didn't test my cholesterol the entire time, but mm. like you said, if you're eating something that's telling you it's better to eat an entire pound of bacon <laughs> than an orange or like a banana, it's probably not sustainable. I don't know. I feel you there. I, I feel you. I, I've come to the conclusion. Conclusion: Life isn't worth living if my diet doesn't include bread. Just like I don't need to be sure. bread all the time, mm-hmm. but like I have to be okay with like at some point in my week eating some toast. No, it's good. Yeah, it's right. hard to go without that. That and uh, uh, pasta, obviously, too. Those are the two big ones that it was very, very hard to give that up. A lot of eggs, a lot of meat, a lot of bacon. But uh, how long do you do geez. it for? Um. Nine months, about Holy a year. Holy buckets! And I did lose seventy pounds. What? So oh! yeah, <laughs> it it worked. But again, at what cost? And and then of course, as soon as you go back to a slightly normal, you know, routine, normal diet, then all of a sudden you you find a lot of that back that you lost. But so. you didn't gain it all. You, I didn't get no, it all back. No, no I was going to say there's no. I mean, yeah. you don't have seventy pounds of, like <laughs> to lose. Yeah, not oh. to be mm-hmm. attacking you. It's oh, funny you're cool. talking about this because I. It hasn't been announced yet, but I am a, I am a, maybe a few weeks away from having a weight loss uh, endorsement here Ooh. on the station, and it starts Sunday. I get two days of pigging out. No. Okay. Today and tomorrow. No. And then Sunday I launch into a, a weight loss plan that I will tell the listeners about uh, down the road. No, I'm so excited for luck. you. I'm really excited for you, and I think it'll be exciting, and I know which one you're going on, and it's going to be very, I think you're going to love it. I think there's a, you're, that one sounds very doable, and once, it you, does. It once you get in the swing of it, yeah. it, I think it'll be easy. But I'm saying, uh, watch out, because you're going to, I remember finding out I was pregnant and thinking, I'm just going to eat so much food. Okay. Uh, and it was like a week of that. And I didn't like realizing the impact, like calm down on this weekend, like start playing around with that, with the, with the new game plan. Because I feel like if you go hard these next two days, yeah, it's going to elongate the pain, bro. The problem is Brittany, um, my name is Rocco Bonello, right? And I it sounds very Italian, correct? I mm, see. I just... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Found out, See? like last month. <laughs> See, that works, yes. I just found out last month that um, I have like maybe 6% Irish in me. So this is my first St. Patrick's Day knowing I have some Irish blood. Okay, first off, welcome. Thank you. We, I didn't get the memo. I'm sure you'll be at the next Irish meeting. We're really bad at planning. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Okay, I changed my mind. Go Yeah, hard. just doing it. Nothing but corned beef and cabbage and Guinness tonight. Okay, what is your go-to St. Patrick's Day like meal? Because it's kind of all over the board what people will accept. Like not yeah. a lot of people are eating corned beef. I know that. Is there something that you would prefer that feels Irish E? Because I can tell you mine is not like full Irish. Okay. I will say corned beef and cabbage, but go ahead. Let's hear yours. Or huh? let's hear Zambo. I feel like yeah, give me yours, Mike. I'll go I'll go with a Reuben. That you was got mine! The, exactly. You got the corned beef and then all of a sudden you just, you know, get the Thousand Island, get the uh Swiss, get that uh sauerkraut. Love some good sauerkraut. That's perfect. Let's go. Like mm-hmm. that is absolutely a Reuben. Yep. That's where I that's where I'm at for sure. And will you guys go full green beer, or do you just mm. like ex- oh your face? Tell me no, <laughs> no I, that's not my thing. You? Well, you don't drink anymore. I don't drink, but before I was, I mean, I don't think this is a shocker because I had to retire drinking. <laughs> it was always hard alcohol. <laughs> yeah, just nothing but Jameson. <laughs> like I, I, no thank you to beer. No thank you. We had a Deadwood tradition where we'd go out there every single St. Patty's Day because they had this huge celebration. They had a parade. They had everything, and they shut down the streets. You could walk up and down the streets drinking green beer, and uh, yeah, I did that for about six years and. You get really sick of green beer after a while. Yeah. Wait, you're from Deadwood? No, that's where we would go to do it. Oh, I Because I loved it. Deadwood's one of my favorite areas and favorite places to go visit. Did you guys know that Lori and Julia were one point the grand marshals of the parade and of the St. Paul? I did not know. St. Wow. Patrick's Day Parade? No. Yes. Really? Very like, cool. I would pay to see that any day. Could you imagine? Yeah. Should we go downstairs to Channel 5 to see if there's footage of that somewhere in the vault? I could just imagine Julia being like, why don't we just skip across here? The street will be quicker if we, like, you know, trying to change it as the route's going. And Lori just in her element, just waving like the queen that she is, like the beyond beautifulness that that would be. And that's why Grant took the day off today was to take his dogs down to the parade. What do you think of that? I mean... I mean, we could have used him because he sabotaged our show, but I'm glad he's having fun. Maybe he did it before he left. That's true. Could be. I do have that fight. I have to fight the urge of wanting to be needed. Like, I sometimes when I leave my husband, I think, like, especially with the baby stuff, like, a part of me wants him to fail because then I will be, like, my stock goes up. But I, I, don't, I don't think that's healthy mind frame. No? I'm going to go with no. No, probably not. Um... I want to hear more about Mike going to Deadwoods. Yeah, oh, yeah. let's hear about it, was it. Like Wild Bill Hickok yep, and that's, yeah, Calamity love, Jane. Love the, I and love all the that. Wild West. Everyone always asks, you know, where would you go if you could go anywhere in time? For some reason, I've always just been into the the Wild West, and that area out there is just beautiful. Last time we went out there was after a like twenty two inch snowstorm, so we were literally driving on the roads as they were opening up right in front of us. There was snow absolutely everywhere, but it looks gorgeous up against those Black Hills. Yeah, I love that area. Super fun trip. So, like, do you lean into it? Are you? Do you have like a Western aesthetic in your house? Uh no, 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 not really. You just like just, visiting, just like visiting, jumping into it, and then uh, enjoying it when I'm out there. 
Um, if you were to jump back in the times of Wild Wild West, do you think it'd be more fun to be on like the good side of the law or like the bank robbers of it all? I'd be like at the poker table, taking it away from all the bank robbers. That'd be my goal. Oh, I like Trying that. Trying not to get shot in the back. Yeah, um, it's like that Mel Gibson movie. You're Maverick. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like the anti-hero There you go. All. Yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. You it, always got to bring it back to um, Taylor Swift, don't you? What? <laughs> How did the thing? The, here's the thing. This is where it go, this is what's so funny about it, Rocco. You yeah. also have to secretly be a Swifty to know that that is a Swifty. <laughs> That's probably true. And you have fought being a Swifty for so long. I have heard you on air talk about the most overrated music people. And Swift. I think that you are secretly been a Swifty this whole time. The girls in my carpool listen to the Swift, and it doesn't really speak to me as a 50-year-old guy, but it sure does to the tweens in my carpool. <laughs> so you're telling me? <laughs> yes. That my, okay, that felt like a dig. <laughs> it kind of did. It felt, felt that way. Well, here's the deal. When we get back, we're going to call Lori. Uh, technology has failed us in reaching across the Pacific to her in Hawaii, but uh, we're going to try over the air via... Telephone. I love it. Let's do it. Yes. Get her on the horn. Okay, because we need to talk about stories she can't get enough of. Cool? <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, thanks, Mike. Yeah, no problem. My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and sun, because we've got Lori from Hawaii. Oh, my gosh, you guys, aloha on St. Patrick's Day with all these fakakta things going on. In the technological department, my husband's going to strangle me. Oh, you're fine. I mean, also don't. I guess that's how I should start. Please don't strangle Lori. Um, It's fine. You don't be stressed because we're not stressed. It's St. Patrick's Day. We're all having a good time. I'm not even sweating. And I feel like I sweat easily nowadays. So you're fine. Tell us what's the weather like over there. Uh, Let's see. It's 81 and mostly sunny. Mm. And um, the 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 surf report is flat. It's like not even a foot. And it, so real nice swells for the body surfers, the okay. gentle. Um, oh gosh, I think they might have figured out how to make me talk through the studio line, which would be so great. Yes, it's getting close. Let's see, you guys. Um, Here's the magic. So does uh yes when uh Laura, you want to try it? You want to try talking? I think she hung up, and I think she's going to be coming through <laughs> the computer. She felt confident about it. Yeah, she's like, that's it. She's like, peace out, phone. She chucked her iPhone. How about that, Lori? Yeah. Give, yeah. Yeah. Tell Casey not to come home. Um, turn around. We've got anyway, you, Anyway, you guys, sorry about that. We've got Can you. you. Hear me okay? I yeah. want to hear some birds. Where are the birds? Rocco, every window is closed. We have a little... Um, quail family lives right outside of the kitchen window, and those things are noisy. Well, maybe so, no. Give me a private show later. Closed up. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. We you have are. so you have so many things you want to talk about, and we're done talking about eating dog food when you want to be um, a bodybuilder and my trip to Montana. <laughs> so bring it, Lori. Bring it, Lori. Tell All us right. about the audio clips you brought, the stories that you can't get enough of. Okay, the story I couldn't get enough of. I thought it was going to be... So Jimmy Fallon had a good late-night show. He had Keanu Reeves on and Melanie Linsky. And Keanu, of course, is promoting John Wick 4. And also um, Melanie Linsky is promoting the, the new season of Yellow Jackets on Showtime which is coming back for its second season. And um, 
I don't know, the Keanu, it was very fun. The cutest thing they did that you would love, you guys, is they did um, a quiz. And every time um, Keanu got the right answer or Fallon got the wrong answer, Keanu got a puppy, like a golden. He was just covered in laughs. Oh, (laughs) cute. So, but Melanie Linsky, you know, I always forget, uh, you know, that she's from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Because she plays so many Americans. And I know the first time people might have ever seen Melanie Linsky, she was 16 years old and she was in a movie in 1994 called Heavenly Creatures with Kate Winslet. If you guys remember that. I do remember It's kind that. of about a, to- yeah. I believe it's a toxic friendship or... Yeah, it and a murder. It was very buzzy. And so, like, and I know you guys are talking about Heavenly Creature. The first time I ever saw her was in Coyote Ugly. That was where I was introduced Melanie? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, did you know she was a Kiwi? No, I had no idea. Okay, so here she is talking about, um, I can't even remember if, if we're whatever one you have first. I don't know if it's the, um, where she's talking about Yellow Jackets. Yeah, we could do that. Here it is. I thought the premise was just so brilliant. I'm still guessing. I still don't know what's going on. Um, Really, you go... I don't either, by the way. I don't, you know. uh, How do we describe the the, the, the show for just the basic storyline? Well, the basic storyline, there's a plane crash in the 90s in the wilderness. A group of teenage female soccer players are stranded. They're forced to do terrible things to survive. And then the other half of the story takes place in the present day with, it follows four, now the season six of the survivors of the plane crash. And and no one really knows what happened when they were stranded. Yeah. And that story starts to come out and it is bonkers. It is so (laughs) unbelievable. Everyone's great in it, but gosh, you were so good. And season two, now do you, yeah. Gosh, there were moments like, I would get a script and read what they were having someone do and just text, like, Sophie and Elise, who plays Little Me. I was like, are you going to be okay? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> are you going to be okay? What, what, you're going I was through... like, I think I can do it. She's so talented. She's so amazing. I mean, I love all of them. It's yeah. well yes. done. Everybody is so great. Yeah. It, is, it is a must-watch. If you haven't seen it, congrats on all the awards uh, that oh, you've uh, received for this. and being That's good, Rocco. Do you guys watch that show? No, but I, I really want to. I... It's so good. What was the other? I I keep getting those two confused. There was another similar plot that came out like six months before that. That was like the wilds or something. It was like a it was like a social experiment where they faked a plane crash to see how the Lord of the Flies situation would happen with these girls. Yeah, that show got canceled. This one is like it is really really good. A very bingeable show, and I think the second season's coming back on Sunday night. But yeah, she's got such a great uh, accent. And then (laughs) here's the uh, other one. She was in the movie um, Ever After with Drew Barrymore. Do you remember that movie? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. So here's Melanie talking about that. Don't you just love Drew Barrymore? She's just just like the most special, the kindest person. I... I had this moment, she gave me a gift when we started doing Ever After and it was so sweet and I was like, I want to get her a gift and I found at this antique market these plates with a butterfly opening in different stages, I was like, perfect. And I gave them to her and she was like, oh my God, (laughs) if each one of these plates was to fall to the floor, 
and smash into a thousand million pieces. Each one of the pieces would scream, I love you, Melanie. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. In the moment, that is unbelievable. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. It wasn't a very good impression, but just that was in the an moment. Unbelievable impression. That is exactly Drew, by the way. But like in that the is moment her. of receiving the gift, that's what came out of her mouth. It was the most beautiful, poetic. Like I just was like, oh, you're a fairy. You're like a living. She really is a fairy. She's yeah. a living. Yeah, she's unbelievable. That was a very good impersonation. I thought it was too. And then if there's one, okay, the one more part that she's played that'll really stick out in everyone's mind is in Sweet Home Alabama. She was the baby. She was holding that baby in a bar. And right away, Reese is like, oh, you're in a bar with a baby. And like, that's her. And she does, you're right. I had no idea that she wasn't straight up from America because she hides her accent so well. Right. And she's in The Last of Us uh, for a couple of episodes this season. Just one episode. Yeah, just one. You're right. Maybe two. And Maybe she's married to Jason Ritter, John Ritter's son. Okay. That's her husband. And um, she's gotten cr- uh, crap about her weight her entire Hollywood career. But yet she's a very, cons- you know, always acting, always acting, and just kind of transformative. But uh, her Kiwi accent, the way they do the E you know they kind of that that, i I love it i used to have a girlfriend in high school from new zealand and the way i would try to master the accent was this phrase i love tom pity with a passion i love tom pity with a passion (laughs) with a passion tom pity with a passion i don't know it's still terrible (laughs) but it's pretty good though rockwell to get you in the cadence of that kiwi accent so anyway kind of a fun night on um Fallon between uh, Melanie and then, of course, you know, first guest Keanu Reeves, which John Wick for is getting rave reviews. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys are fans. And then also on top of it, Keanu with puppies, game over. That's uh, oh. that's going to hit all my buttons. Oh, yeah. I saw you brought in all the puppies the other day. I know. They took over. They took over here. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, secondhand Hounds and I brought in a bunch of puppies and it was fun. Um, people got peed on. It was fun. <laughs> All right. I'll isolate um, that audio for later. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of having fun, Agent Elvis debuted on Netflix. That's the cartoon where Elvis is like a like a bond. And in between performing in Vegas, he and this chimpanzee, you know, save people from various things. And agent Elvis is voiced by Matthew McConaughey. I mean, it's, um, I, this does sound good. It sounds very adult swim and I like it. it a, a foul mouth, violent Elvis Presley is hilarious. So, so you watched, early reviews are all good. the, have you watched it yet? No. Cause you're on vacation in Hawaii. Why would you do that? Well, no, Rocco, I am. I am doing some working, but Casey, we just don't, the, we just never really turn the TV on. I did watch the Oscars last week, of course. That's cool. No, I just got back from vacation where I watched pretty much zero TV as well. So I get it. But this sounds, I didn't even, this wasn't on my radar at all. I'm going to watch this. McConaughey as a a cartoon Elvis secret agent with With a a chimpanzee. Yeah, you're missing the lead. It's a chimpanzee partner. I, we might have to get some of the audio for this for the next block. This sounds real good. 
Yeah, Agent Elvis. It's an animated. McConaughey isn't trying to do an Elvis voice. He's just talking in his, um, uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey voice, or as my husband likes to call him, McCogney, Matthew McCogney. <laughs> um, and yeah, the early reviews are, they love it. And it's not for kids, right? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Just some clarifying. No. Good. Good to know. Good to know. No. And, and it is sanctioned by the Elvis Presley estate. Oh, nice. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> All right, Brittany, you've been waiting to talk to me about Skandaval. Oh, I can't wait. Now, this is stories that I can't get enough of. That's right. Vanderpump Rules is um, having huge, huge ratings because of this Skandaval. Andy Cohen must be jumping up and down in his tight pants. He's so excited for all of this attention. He's more like on the case than anyone else. I think he's more excited as a fan of it all yeah. to watching it unfold. I mean, he's like giddy. It's for, I mean, I, I'm just so excited to talk to somebody who also follows this world. So we are going to talk in detail about this next at my talk. Hey everybody. Uh, it's Lori here for the MSP airport, which is uh, of course, terminal one and terminal two busy, busy time of the year at the airport. And if you are driving and parking your car, know this, you can reserve your spot ahead of time you just have to book 12 hours before your arrival and um you get the best price when you do this you save two dollars a day over drive up rates and um also you'll get a qr code and that's your key entrance and enter exit to the parking ramp and there's a designated lane when you come back from your trip so you can zip right out of msp the quick ride ramp off of highway 5 on the post road exit serves both terminals 24 7 shuttles so you've got a lot of luggage um and gear and you don't want to schlep it from the parking lot uh park at that ramp that's also the your best pricing and of course we we love getting to the airport early today rocco thanks for not calling in sick getting back just last yes and i just found out i'm six percent irish so i'm gonna go out and party tonight yeah, he's going hard to make up for those <laughs> years you, he didn't you're know. You're Irish, aren't you, Brittany? I'm very Irish, and so yeah. I, I had to retire that part of my life because I'm that Irish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so go hard for okay. us, Rocco. I will. Thank um, you. Let's before we do, we get to Scandaval. Let's give away our last pair of Billy uh, Porter tickets. We'll take uh, the fifth caller, Rocco. We'll take you six five one six four one one zero seven one. He, this is the Black Mona Lisa Tour Volume 1 at mm. the State Theater on Tuesday, May 23rd. Billy Porter singing amazing songs. Okay, fifth caller, 651-641-1071. And Rob, nice. Rocco is taking care of that. Brittany, you and I can 
go into Skandaval, which is, can you have a quick way of how you sum up the whole thing going on with Vanderpump Rules? Short answer, no, but I can try. Um, We are dealing with the Ariana and Tom Sandoval are the two main players of the relationship. So they, Ariana and Sandoval have been together for, I think it was four years, maybe five years, and they live together. I thought it was like nine years. Um, was it that together. long? I thought it was. I, th- I think it's longer. They own a house together. And I don't know if they're. He's original to Vanderpump Rules. I don't know if she is. Yeah, she. he's an original. He used to date Kristen. But we're, um, they they are dating. and But the, they've been together a long time. Living uh, together. Yes. And they have, a, have somewhat seems like a solid relationship. She's the only likable thing about him this whole time was like mm-hmm. Ariana was the only redeeming quality he had because he's absolutely a garbage person, which, you know, fits for the show. Um, <laughs> this whole time, this whole season, and this is why we've talked about this. This is why don't try to create the narrative. If you're a reality star it will come out. Do you know we we've seen it happen recently on Potomac? Um, don't try to create a narrative um, because the real narrative is going to come out, and you're going to look like a fool. Um, so Ra- Raquel slash Rachel has uh, is also a cast member, and they have been under the notion this season that is going to hang out with the other Tom or uh, hook up with the other Tom Tom Schwartz. Um, these are the owners of Tom Tom. We've got Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. Schwartz. What actually came out after this whole season was filmed was that this whole time, Sandoval and Raquel have been hooking up. So that is yeah. the condensed version. That, that's a very good condensed version. And is there any truth to the rumor that it all started with Ariana, Tom Sandoval, and Rachel slash Raquel having a threesome once and then Tom... Do you think there's any truth to that? That's the blind items that have been running in Dumois. I think there absolutely is truth to that because not only has uh, Lisa Vanderpump verbalized on Watch What Happens Live that there's more to the story, there's more to the story, um, assuming that we are going to have like more, like, you know, and I thought when they were saying that, that they were going to say that Sandoval was going to talk about how the relationship has been so bad, him and Ariana. But I think that, the threesome part puts this in a different light. Do I think it's still very wrong? Yes. But does we can't deny that a threesome puts in a different light. It also got te- teased by um, Katie on Watch What Happens Live, uh, which is Tom Schwartz's ex-wife, that also there's more to this story. And they asked when the most telling part about it was Andy asked Katie when this started. And she was like, I think we need to wait until the reunion like that's that's not something i should say and i think that we're going to find out Mm. that the hard start is probably around when this threesome happened well i will say this um andy the other night or not the other day on on his radio show denies that they're doing any editing after the fact because we're in the middle of vanderpump rules yeah and he said the conversations that you see between Katie, Lala, and Raquel are not to be believed in light of what has come out. Yeah. This is how it's going to be shown, which makes it all the more shocking. You won't believe what's coming out. And on this week's episode, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Highest rating in three years. Yeah. 
2.2 million doubled the live viewing and uh, Lisa Vanderpump solo uh, watch what happens live had its highest rating in almost three years. So they, I this mean, is good it's, for Bravo. And anybody who says that like this is something that Lisa Vanderpump is uh, orchestrating Created. does not understand Mm-mm. that this is bad for her business. I mean, because she has restaurants wrapped up in their names. Um, I mean, they only are in like the 5% of the Tom Tom, but at the end of the day, right now, her restaurants that are successful are Tom Tom pump. And everyone says, sir is actually like terrible. It's like falling apart at the scene. Oh, it is. It's terrible. It's um, been terrible for a long time. And so right now her crown jewel in LA, I know she's got a lot going on in Vegas. Her crown jewel right now is Tom Tom. Everybody says that right now though, her best restaurant is Tom Tom. Um, it's getting best reviews and probably your biggest source of income, uh, is, is, is that one. So, um, I don't think, I, I think when she went on watch what happens live, she was doing damage control and God, mm-hmm. is she? Do we need her back on? Oh, I know. I bring know her. Yes, and Nicola Sheridan. Yep, yep. Um, mm-hmm. I miss her so much. She's so she will not let go of a grudge, and she just flings out these things. Has no, she doesn't care if she burns bridges. She is top dog in her world, and she doesn't know how to live any other way. And then I loved when she was on Watch What Happens Live because she just kept throwing out like, oh, but of course, you know, not Lisa Renna. You can't trust Lisa Renna. That's the only one I say don't condemn, you know. It was so funny. Yeah, she was good. She's so funny. She was good. If only, that's the one relationship I miss the most in my whole life. Even even if you put in include relationships I have, the relationship I miss the most is Brandy and Lisa Vanderpump. They were both so funny. So witty Mm -hmm. and literally didn't care what bridges they burn. The only problem was is Lisa Vanderpump definitely was using Brandy as a mouthpiece. And it was I don't even think it was as manipulative as it had to be because it was so easy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But um, and anybody who dares jumps on this uh, Skandaval thing and says, kick these people off or whatever. You haven't been watching Vanderpump Rules. They are all bottom feeders and I love them for it. I have watched this show because it's like, it's the one show that remains not like insanely wealthy people getting ready. And of course, I love my Real Housewives. But like Vanderpump is some of the worst people you will. It brought us Jax Taylor. That's all I need to say. Like it's not giving us, you know, uh, people that are ever going to win uh, a Nobel Peace Prize, okay? They are garbage people, and we love them. <laughs> I need them. Like, I will keep keep them around, okay? The Raquel Sandoval situation, keep it around. I need to watch this, okay? Do you feel bad for Raquel? Uh, or do you feel bad for Ariana? I feel or bad. Or do you feel bad for I feel bad. anyone? I feel bad for Ariana at the same time. Yeah. She's going to mm-hmm. be fine. And actually... Once she gets away from this guy, she's going to realize how much she's had to baby him and comb his ego mm. and how exhausting it's been. And I actually, in the long run, feel bad for Raquel because um, she's going to be stuck with Sandoval for a while because she can't walk away from him now. It's They're tied up with each other. Um, they're disgusting. Right. But again, please don't fire them. I need them. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. Are you kidding with these ratings? I just worry. I mean, you know when sometimes when they cross the line into 
the viewers all hate them. I don't want that to be fed into Andy's ear because I need them. I need them. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Oh, I felt so good, Lori. I needed that. Talk to you on the other side of the hour. Yes, girl.